questions are welcome in the show feedback thread on our Discord server. Go to gleepsgaming.fun and click on the link. We thank you for your support. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Next stop. Pantscast. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Can you hear that? Can you hear the siren? I'm using, I'm using a low-tech solution here. I don't want to, <clears throat> but I do, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I'll try holding it over, out over here. Oh, see, it ran out. Oh. Ah! Ah! Yeah. All right, stop. <laughs> Enough of that. Um, I am Pants on Head Gleep, and uh, imagine more, less annoying siren sounds here. He's sorry and sour wind. Uh, Venice is not here. Um, other, other he is... However, though, uh, he's evil, he's Joe, he's the evil Joe, and this is Outrider Spoiler Pants. Yes, that's right. And today is May 18th, 2021. Time is but an illusion. Those pants do make you look fat. Hey, it's a spoiler show. We're here to drop the 411 on the skinny straight up squinting down hard and looking you in the eye like some incredulous cartoon character I can't think of a good name right now. So, spoiler alert! But that's not all. No, we are also going to do a secret and separate recording this very night in which we shall discuss... You're just going to have to wait and find out. <laughs> so, I don't know how long it will take to get done what we need to get done before we are done for the evening. Might end up being a couple fairly short episodes on account of a totally never-before-experienced shower of brevity come falling out my butthole. But... More likely, it will go on for longer than probably needed, but will be fun and flavorful, like that fellow who wears the clocks around his head. Flavor, flavor. Tell him what time it is. You know, uh, it's, uh, I've often wanted to go to the Poconos with a pack of Franks and a big bag of Frito-Lays. No? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> first things first, we must... We wish the Twiangle! So I'm guess I'm imagining kind of like in the I think it's the most recent movie version uh, where um, the Kraken is like at the bottom of the ocean. That that that's where that's where we keep the Triangle of Madness. Remember the Triangle of Madness? That's right, Bob. It's the triumphant return of the Triangle of Madness. Well, maybe not triumphant, but it is back. Narrative, simulation, gameplay. How will you rank the prominence of these three aspects to Outriders, the video game? How do you think people can fly might answer this very same question. Of course, uh, now, now Joe. Joe? Oh, yes. Joe. I'm here. <clears throat> we know that since that horrible crypto mining accident you suffered late last week, Joe has absolutely no memory of the hundreds of hours he has spent playing Outriders already. It's really, really sad because he enjoyed it so much, but he can't remember it anymore. 
But Joe, your opinion is, of course, still very important to us, so please do pretend as if your Outriders' memories are fresh and real as redwood splinters between your toes, and share them. Share them like the wind, very evil one. I love the name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good name. It gets me, it gets me every time. There you go. All right, so anyhow, um, so that I might get this festering diatribe out from behind my oblongata, you know which part's the oblongata? It's a little punching bag. I shall volunteer to go first. <clears throat> now, neither I nor people can fly, find, nor intended Outriders to be a simulation. The game has gravity, and the removing, and removing the head of most creatures will cause them to expire... But that's about the extent of that. So that leaves narrative and gameplay. So which rises to the top? Now, I have the envelope right here. <clears throat> uh, and the winner is... I need a drum roll. Okay. Put it in post. <laughs> Lord Jim! Yes! Joseph Comrade, come on down! Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Uh, 1924. <laughs> He's dead. Wait, wait, wait. Wrong envelope. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> See, Lord Jim. Synchronicity for the win again and again. Ah, and Jello mold. What? Okay. Anyway, narrative. My answer is narrative. But if compelled to choose, which I am, I would say people can fly might answer gameplay. Interesting. Mm, yes, more on that later. But back to my oblongata. To assist Joe in recalling the narrative aspect of the game, I will now release, recite, um, recount at triple speed an analogous retelling of the very an analogous retelling for the very first time a similar story of Outriders TM. Yes. Now, in the spirit of brevity just mentioned, this evening's performance shall be in pseudo bullet point formatting. Thank you. <clears throat> <clears throat> me, 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 me. Earth. Matthew McConaughey don't like corn, so he and his daughter Murph invent a corn-based Dr. Evilish laser beam gun, which everybody on the planet loves and takes to pointing and firing at one another. So much so that Jason Bourne ends up dying a pathetic liar's death upon an ice planet in the galaxy way the fuck far away. Alfred Pennyworth does the same thing back home. Pecker then retires to Planet Gen in the Terra system along with stick-up-butt science lady. Cut to Port Olisar. In a desperate last-ditch attempt to flee the dying game, one by one the ships of the I-89Q Yacht Club blow up while still on the pad at Port Olisar. No one missed their king, Mo Ron the Condescending, probably because he wasn't there. Meanwhile, back at the new Babbage, Wolf Larson finds the keys to the very last Origin 890 hanging on the little kangaroo in the org executive washroom slash server closet, right where Butch said it would be, right where the last guy in charge had left them. So Wolf rallies those guys with ships, they christen their new road home the Pickle Rick, and then depart for parts unknown, or the Terra system, or Pasadena. Wolf falls asleep in the big chair, and everyone else soon follows. And, because jump points are still coming soon, TM, the Pickle Rick arrives at Jen in the Terra system 83 years later. Alarms begin sounding. The groggy crew in their underfed, oh, underfed and overwhelmed state of excitement halo jump to the surface. All of them. Every last one. Okay, now insert here the story from Amazon's New World. 
the very first time they got into Twitter trouble and thought it prudent to rip the backbone out of a game which might have been really good but now is nothing more than just another theme park MMO kept alive only to serve its parasitic pay-to-win real money cash shop. That was close. Oh, and throw in some Avatar in there and maybe just a dash of Vet Hospital Blood Donor Cat. It's kind of like all that, but only much, much worse. Then the twist happens. The big bada plot twist, which in no way I am even going to attempt to describe lest I spurl it for, uh, for those of you what follow. So suffice it to say, you will meet up with King Moron the Condescending, and he will outdo even the most strident citizen in his level of obnoxious oblivion and fuckery. That is to say, he outdoes himself real good. Now, eventually that shit gets dealt with, while at the same time Captain Wolf finally wakes up and, first noticing that the vending machine in the crew lounge is all out of cheesy poofs, charts a course for Terra Prime and leaves. The end. How was that? I, I hope I didn't give away too much. Had I known that was the story of the game, I would have played it. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how, how closely it aligns to a story, Sorian's recollection, but he's going to share with us in a little bit, so that, that's, that's okay. We'll get sort of, um, you know, kind of parallel stereo realities, but horribly out of phase. <laughs> I think that's pretty much what I remember. Sounds about right. <laughs> all right, so Joe, was that at all helpful for you? Did it knock any Satoshis loose? That's what I need to know. Uh, I don't. I can't Google what a Satoshi is fast enough, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a. It's the little. It's the little tiny unit of a Bitcoin. Oh yeah, I need to trade more yeah. Bitcoin. More of an Ethereum man. Yeah, I will, you, you, dude, you're 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 too deep in the Ethereum bucket. Oh, especially today. But anyways, mm. ah, so okay. Well, um, uh, I. That's good. That's good. And um, and Elon just tweeted that Russian roulette is the perfect intramural activity for students of all identifying characteristics, bringing the world's youth together and then sending them to Mars. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, enough of me. What do you guys think about the Outriders? About how it plays, about the story its campaign tells, and if by some stroke of similarity to your IRL... If that reigns supreme, please to be sharing those deeds from a safe distance in a galaxy far, far away. All right, Sorian, to you, sir. I really enjoyed the uh, the gameplay when it first came out. I think in the, the past few weeks, the patches have been pretty rough for me. But um, mm -hmm. I beat the campaign and had a, a fantastic time doing it. The, the challenge of it was a lot of fun for me, especially as you keep pumping up the difficulty uh, tiers to keep things going and keep getting better mm -hmm. and better gear. Um, I really mm -hmm. love the the modding system and how that lets you, even from the the lowest levels of the game, you can like you can jump right into customizing your build and your class and how you want things to play out a lot more mm -hmm. so than. Um, the Destiny, for example. I was playing the new season of that, and, and once again, I noticed, like, because you have to keep upgrading the tiers of gear in Destiny, you don't really get to keep your, like, your mod setup, you know, for longer than a couple matches of whatever you're doing. And then you have to throw it all away mm -hmm. and, and start it up again, and it's all very expensive to do all those upgrades. But in mm -hmm. Outriders, okay. it's really not, um, it's not expensive to maintain all that stuff. It's pretty easy to try to keep a consistent build, but also get you to try new things. 
as you're kind of going along. Yes, I didn't end up with, a, I never ended up with a lot of junk because I always, you know, anything that I felt like I'm not going to use in the immediate future, I just go ahead and, and melt it down and sell it. Usually melt it down unless it's, um, you know, uh, really low level garbage. Um, just with the idea that I know that I'm going to need some of those, um, I'm going to need some of the materials to upgrade weapons I do like and I have been. Uh, using and level those up rather than uh, count on finding something new and then hoping that it will uh, uh, match my playstyle and be fun for me to use. So yeah, and even if you do find new weapons regularly, the getting to slot in the you know just a couple of mods, I guess only one at a time, but you know each one only has yeah. a couple of mods. You're you're never but like one or two steps away from severely modifying a gun to fit your build much much better. Yes, and you know, it's so much of it depends upon um, between the um, uh, the mods that it has when you when you get it. So if you get an epic <clears throat> level gun, and Joe, uh, Joe, I don't know if you remember this or not, but the the guns come in uh, green, blue, uh, purple, and then legendary. Uh, so <clears throat> normally, uh, lots of lots of purples, lots of um, uh, greens and blues. Uh, not a whole lot of legendaries until you get up into the uh, the higher levels, uh, but you would pretty much want to sell the greens uh, very you know or or just go ahead and melt them and you can melt them in your inventory so they they break down into into their components, but the greens don't come with any any mods attached to them. The blues come with one mod attached and the epics have two mods, so you're able to change one slot within either of the classes that has um, two slots. Uh, but once you change one slot, the other slot and the mod that's in that slot is there permanently. And uh, so you, um, it, it takes a little bit of forethought and a little bit of luck and, um, uh, you know, a little bit of strategery. So it's, um, it's, it's a very interesting system. It's, I, 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 it made sense to me much quicker than other games. Like I'm still trying to figure out Destiny, but I, I don't play very much. But you know, every time I go back and there's like, okay, let's you know what what am I doing here? Um, and it's you know, so it's it's. Uh, but you know, of course, Joe, you know that. But um, uh, I'm just helping you along until um, until until your memories return. Colors are good. <laughs> so, um, uh, sorry. What? Um, uh, so. Gameplay, um, uh, I, I thought that it was different enough that I could see that when... And, I, and, and of course, obviously, a large assumption that people can fly would actually have a primary focus for their development project. Like, you know, we're going to... Like, narr like the story would be subservient to the gameplay or that or vice versa. Um, but uh, I, I think that the story, um, as I already said, I think the story rises to the top... Um, and uh, the gameplay, though, very deliciously different and interesting. A um, couple, of, couple of problems. Um, the bugs and also um, the way that the difficulty curve uh, works, um, I think is, for me, made it, made it very difficult uh, to, um, to progress once I reached a certain point. Uh, so, um, it's like now I'm, I think I'm challenged tier five or something like that. And they, they just dump so many, so many 
monsters on top of you, you know, in increasingly fast and large waves that there's not a whole lot of, um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's just, can you survive is basically uh, how it seems to work out. And um, because I went in uh, as a level 30 with world tier 15, my challenge tier 5 only gives rewards of level 37, which is five levels below um, uh, my player level or the level that of, of loot that I could uh, use. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, so I'm five, you know, probably a couple, at least a couple tiers, maybe three tiers away from actually getting any loot that will improve me, you know, just straight up, that it will be a, uh, a, a comparable or higher level uh, piece of equipment. Um, and the way that stuff just ramps up, it's, you know, I, I just get buried, you know, and it doesn't matter if they're level 37, if, if, you know, you, they send 20 of them at me at a time, you know, cause it's, you know, it's because then you've got to, you know, you've really got to have a, a strat laid out that works, <clears throat> excuse me, and a character that works, you know, so it could be, that you know, for that kind of crowd control, uh, trickster doesn't work because you have you have too many um, you know you have issues with cooldowns on your on your powers, um, what have you. And also, I mean, and I suck too. I get that. So that's not a that's not a um, um, a criticism of the game uh, uh, per se. It's just that for me, um, I reach a level where it's just it's not fun for me to play anymore. And my understanding is is that if you go into challenge tier with more than one player. They ramp up the difficulty even even higher, uh, yeah. so it's very disincentivizing for me. I, I enjoyed the game. I uh, I the, uh, the story is fantastic, and we definitely have to get deep into the story here. Um, but uh, gameplay wise, um, you know, the bugs were not as big an issue for me as they were for you, because um, I know you were having issues where you would just like lose your UI out of nowhere in the middle of a battle and uh, your, you know, powers would fire off, but they, but there was no effect. Um, no, no ability to dodge. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and stuff, so stuff like that. But, uh, you know, for me, I didn't have that challenge. Uh, there were a couple of instances where it was like, you know, that's not, that's not what I did. Why did, why did you do that? But, uh, but beyond that, the, my main uh, issue was, uh, uh, not being able to stay on top of the flood, basically, um, to borrow from Halo. Uh, so, and, you know, and then if you wanted to play with a friend, like I went out to help Buddha uh, with his, um, with his uh, campaign. And so I have to go down to his world tier to keep, um, to keep it uh, so that he can actually not die immediately upon spawning. Um, and then, but they throw, because there's two of us, they throw so many more bad guys at us. I mean, we get through it, but it, it's still, it's, you know, it's not, <clears throat> it's not so much a challenge as, um, just an impossible task, um, or a almost impossible task. So, um, but, you know, so is what it is. We'll see what, I mean, what they patch and, you know, if, if, uh, something changes, um, you know, it is it is what it is to this point. But but the story, the story. Oh my gosh, this story! Best story in a video game, 
that I've played for um, quite some time. Uh, yeah. Quite some time. I mean, obviously, you know, I I'm, I'll always love Halo. Um, um, and oh, I um, I picked up uh, Mass Effect Le- the Legendary Edition, so that's one, two, and three. Um, I picked that up on on my Xbox, and so I'm going to play through that, you know, as as time allows. Um, so looking forward to that because people, I know people hate the ending of number three, uh, but um, uh, it, it's a franchise that guess is always used as sort of a baseline to compare a baseline of sorts to compare. Uh, science fiction video games, so um, it seems, seems like a thing I should have. Uh, I should have some exposure to. But yeah, yeah. If you haven't played so. it, it's definitely worth worth playing. It's it seems like it's come out a little bit buggy. There's some really funky stuff going on in the, in the initial release. Hopefully, they fix all that. Mm, I have I have not had. It's it's a weird cover system, and so I'm I don't know if I've got bugs or I'm just I am I'm not used to the cover system yet. It's it's clunky. I've gotten very used to the cover system in Outriders, which is nice because you know you get a prompt and boom, there you go. Um, but it's like you know I'm, I'm I'm do I stand on this side of the rock? Do I move over to the other side of the rock? Do I stand up straight? Do I put my gun away? I mean, how the fuck can I get into cover behind this goddamn rock? <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, uh, the graphics graphics are very nice, so it's very good. And so um, um, uh, of course I am um, I am uh, Jane. I guess I'm Jane Shepard. Um, so, and, um, and I work out, you can tell. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, did you by chance, and I, I posted this somewhere on Discord, uh, get a chance to take a look at any of the videos from Venextron? No. The guy, not. the guy that does the, the, the lore videos, uh, he's done a bunch of lore videos for, like, Destiny and, uh, but he really got in there, um, on, um, the uh, the outriders and, and went through and got all the notes and everything and you know compiled it into um, uh, a very a very edifying uh, series of uh, of videos which I will link in the show notes. Uh, <clears throat> but <clears throat> so um, why don't you go ahead and and uh, tell the story as you learned it because I know you you were very good about getting all of the notes and doing the you know the, the history missions and stuff like that so you could. Uh, develop that context for yourself. Yeah, so I think the the beginning of it is essentially um, the Earth is dying, the apocalypse has happened, we're running out of resources, all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they send a ship off to go colonize another galaxy. Ooh, they try to. I, I'm sorry, let, 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 let me stop you right there. There's just one... Uh, thing that I wanted to catch before we get too deep into the story, did you by were, did you see anything related to what the nature of the uh, the origins of the apocalypse on Earth were? Uh, I don't think so. This is so cool, and I've not seen it myself, but I'm just taking Venextron. I have to keep his name up in front of me on the screen here so I can pronounce Venextron. Um, I'm going to take his word for it, but in as as he told it. Uh, what happened was <clears throat> there was a uh, a group of scientists in, I believe it was in South Africa, who um, developed a way to, um, because of, of technology um, uh, expanding and, you know, needing uh, more quantities of heavy metals and, and certain, certain types of metals, 
uh, in use for electronics and batteries. They developed a, um, uh, a thing that would, it was sort of like, almost like fracking for heavy metals, but it was, it was like moving, moving earth around. Um, and so the metals would rise or would, could be brought near to the surface so they could be more easily mined. And um, they also, eventually they figured out as they perfected this, uh, this tool, that it could also be used to initiate earthquakes. <laughs> hmm. And so uh, it pretty soon went from a mining tool to a uh, first strike offensive weapon. <laughs> And the world went to war, and they all were pointing the earthquake machine at each other. And so, uh, you know, tectonic plates are moving all over the place, you know, and, and San Francisco sinks into the ocean, and uh, um, it's just, it, yeah, it's, because uh, I knew that there was, you know, Earth had become uninhabitable. I hadn't caught any of that first bit, and I was like, you know, you know, that is a lot of trouble to go to, to write that story, to come up with that story, um, and have it... Um, uh, uh, in the game, you know, with with, but with not really forcing people to to know anything about it, you know. So, no. anyway. yeah, none so, of that's in the cutscenes. Very cool. That's really interesting. The only impression I'd really gotten was that they they were at war when they were yes. trying to leave. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, um, yeah. And his, um, uh, yeah, but but go ahead, go ahead. Okay, right, so we were at they they go to send a spaceship to colonize another planet, I believe called Enoch, and that yes. ship gets blown up, and all the all the really you know, their their first draft, first choice, top grade people die on that mm -hmm. ship. So they make another ship, and they send that one, mm -hmm. and it's we're we're getting into the scrape on the bottom of the barrel here, but they've still got the best people they can after you know the best best people. And they send them mm -hmm. on yet another ship to the planet of Enoch. Mm -hmm. It takes them 80 years, I believe, to get there. 83. 83 years, that's right. W Wolf takes long naps. Yes. <laughs> he takes very <laughs> long naps. Usually at the wheel as well. At the wheel, yes, in the big chair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes them all that time to get there. They're in cryosleep the whole time, so they're not, they're not awake for all that they mm -hmm. land on the planet, and uh, not too long after that, they start to discover the anomaly, which either rips people apart or gives them magic powers or somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. a, a power struggle ensues, and the, mm -hmm. the guy who's in charge on the ground decides that he's going to call down the dropship pods no matter what, even if it's going to kill everybody. And it, it does kill mm -hmm. a lot of people, and he does call down the drop pods before you can stop him. Which mm -hmm. you, you later on, I believe, learn that the reason he did that was that, um, you know, you were never going back up if no one right. came down right. to get you. Right. You don't really know that right. at the time. So then you get hit by the anomaly, and you're dying, basically. So they put you in a cryopod because they don't know what to do with you. And all the other Outrider characters pretty much have the same fate. And then mm -hmm. Some odd 30 years later, you wake up to the apocalypse again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After being in cryosleep for all that time. It's pretty much... It wasn't just a bad dream is what you're saying. No. <laughs> no, that, that was the good dream. You're waking up to the, 
to the bad stuff now. To the nightmare, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where the nightmare, I would say, really begins. It's when you're in this, yes. this Mad Max Fury Road situation, and all your friends from before, 30 years older, they've been just fighting to survive in this valley that they don't know how to get out of because the anomaly keeps them pinned in there. All these these crazy sci-fi storms that rip people apart, just keeping right, everybody pinned right. down. And there's a war for resources again between two sides, just like there was on Earth between however many sides. Um, uh huh. And those and those sides are. I forget what the what your friends call themselves. Maybe the other guys are called insurgents, basically. ECA, the right. uh, the Enoch uh, Colonization Authority, or something like that. And the insurgents had their own name for themselves, but I forget what it's called. Um, the Chicago Bears. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's uh, and I, I one of the things I was sort of an interesting, uh, you know, the the bad dream aspect is that when you get injured um, and they have to get put back into the cryo sleep, uh, there's the um, uh, the science lady uh, Shira who is, you know, just, she loves flowers and bugs and stuff, and she's like this sort of gentle, almost hippie-ish soul, but she's also, you know, like a genius science lady. Um, and she helps get you into the cryopod, which saves your life. And then when you pop back out 30 years later, she has changed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, she becomes this, this grizzled, like, war veteran in the course of those 30 years and loses an eye, and she's got these, you know, Probably more wrinkles than she really should have, even for her age at that point, because of how, yeah. how hard life has been for everybody. Yeah, yeah, she's not doing good. No. <laughs> well, I mean, she's she's in charge. She's in charge too, and it's um, um, there's an interesting story too about how it is that she ended up in charge, which involves Jakob, and um, uh, so did you did you see anything about because they uh, we know in the first city there's that big hunk of ship that is lying on the ground there. And I think I had asked you before if you knew what that was. Yes. And you said that it was actually a, a part of the Flores that they had brought down in order to power the city. Right. Um, and um, so according to, and I'm going to look it up here, the it's, Nextron. It's the engine. Right, right. And so they had brought that down to power the city, but because um, I guess what was taking so much energy uh, or anything that was taking a lot of energy was all of the people that were still in cryo. Um, and so there began this huge debate about, well, we don't have the power to keep them going, so we should just unplug everybody. And other people are just going, are you fucking crazy? We, we need to re... You know, our species needs to repopulate this planet. You know, we can't do that if we, if we cut our... limit our genetic diversity so much. Mm. Um, and so this rift developed... And that, that was where the insurgents um, uh, and, the, and the ECA split apart. And um, uh, Shira just sort of by default ended up in the position of leader and the insurgents were wanting her to be taken out. Um, and uh, they actually had like a group of, um, of uh, uh, soldiers who were coming to assassinate her, she was willing to step aside. She didn't care. I mean, she well, she was like, you know, this is not worth more us killing each other, you know, in our disagreement about should we kill a bunch of people. <laughs> and um, so they sent this group to kill her, 
um, so then the insurgents would have taken over everything. Um, and Jakob and one other, um, it might have been the sniper lady whose name I don't remember, uh, but they actually, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, surprised, um, uh, yeah, they, they they snuck up and and uh, and blindsided these guys that were coming, the leadership of the insurgents, and killed them all. Uh, so that and then you know said, sure, you know you need to you need to be in charge uh, here. And but the the rest of the group you know went running away, and that's when you had the the insurgents outside the wall, uh, and then the ECA on the inside. I guess because the ECA is pretty much limited to. Rift, Rift City and Trenchtown, right? Uh, there's there's a lumber mill that they have as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything everything so, between those two points. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean it was yeah because but I thought it was very interesting about how Shira ended you know went from you know um, a flower girl to uh, you know badass Patton clone. You know, I should have kissed the son of a bitch, you know, and, and, uh, you know, how, and Jakob's role in that, because Jakob was an outrider, but then he, he, he resigned his commission as an outrider because he said, I, I'm not, I don't want to do what you guys are doing. Um, so Jakob, very interesting character too. So, okay. So where are we? We are at, um, where Shira has brought us back and then we, um, we go through um, and uh, we're working with the ECA trying to get to this mysterious signal. And the insurgents don't seem particularly interested in helping us do that. They're not interested in a joint venture, I guess. Love this part. This is my favorite part. <laughs> it would be. It would be, Joe. Um, so please continue, sir. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so we, I think we learned about the signal at the very beginning, um, during that landing, you actually, you write it on your hand, and you, <laughs> when you wake up from cryosleep, it's still there 30 years later, because you, you've been inactive that whole time. Um, right. So they're trying to look for the signal, and they need the frequency, it just so happens that you've got it on your hand, and then you need to go find the Mr. Dr. Zahidi, which mm-hmm. is actually the guy... Him and his um, his female assistant, who I don't remember the name of, you know, they get you out of the the cryopod at the very beginning. You need to go find right, him. Right. He's in the the first city. Right. He's being held. Isn't he being held captive? Um. Yeah. I think at, at the time you don't know where he is, but he is being held captive. It turns out. And you have to rescue his truck that has uh, the last transmitter in it. Uh, because now that they have the coordinates, they need to be able... Well, I, I guess maybe finding the source of the signal is separate from uh, the transmitter and being able to connect to the Flores, which is still in orbit. Yes. So the so you find Zahidi, and he won't leave without the briefcase. You need him for the to find the source of the signal, because mm-hmm. I guess that's one thing we haven't mentioned about the anomaly, is the fact that the anomaly messes with all electronics. Yes, So. yes. If there's a signal, like a radio signal, coming from somewhere, which they can pick up with an analog radio, not a not a digital one, obviously, just in right. case anyone's like, well, how did they pick up the signal? Um, yeah. So if they can find the source of the signal that's broadcasting something digital, they think maybe they can find a way to send a signal back up to the ship that still has all these resource pods that haven't been dropped down yet 
and everybody will be saved from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to define Zahidi. Mm-hmm. And that's why he wants that briefcase, is the briefcase will call down those pods from the floors. Right. And he's got the... It hasn't been opened since the anomaly started. Right. So it's still intact. If they can get somewhere where it's safe, then they can open the case, and they'll be good to go because from Because it there. has a... A lot of those little silica don't eat this uh, packets in there, so you know it's still going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's military sealed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's it's got it's like Tupperware or something. They burped it before <laughs> before they locked it up. <laughs> um, but but and what's missing still though is he needs a an antenna sufficient to reach the signal from the briefcase to the floors, which is in orbit. And you can see it in orbit, which is kind of cool. That's right. Um, so he needs a way to boost the signal, and he needs a safe place to be able to open the briefcase. Yes, yes. And um, and, the, and and they're, they're having to do all of this dodging the anomaly, um, dodging around the anomaly. Right. Um, so, um, all right, so then from there... Um, I'm thinking... I think that's where you go to the forest, right, after that. Right, yeah, I think it's about time to meet August. Um, uh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. We, meet, we meet Dr., uh, you know, <laughs> ends don't justify the means first. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dr., uh, Dr. Hairbun, yeah, or, or Manbun, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he is, he's not good. He's not a good guy, not a good guy. And so, what um uh what what is it that Doctor um uh, Doctor Manbun has been up to? I think this is the part of the game where I I first really started to grasp like the story is something special, and I it's a lot darker than thought it was going to be, a lot more serious. So the mm-hmm. another thing we mm-hmm. we didn't quite cover in the very beginning is the um the very very deadly fungus. It was part of the reason I think you get put in the pod, in the back in the cryopod for those thirty years. It's a super deadly mm-hmm. fungus in the forest, and um, it pretty much like instant contact. Sorry, contact with it will instantly kill you, for the most part. Um, well, it, like dematerializes you in some weird way, doesn't it's, it? It's a horrible. That that was the anomaly. It's the, the the thing in the forest is the black goo that touches your skin, and then you just start to like vomit black and convulse and die in the worst way imaginable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's rough it's really really rough yeah um yeah so and it's like, it's scary because it's got it's a huge you know wtf you know <laughs> yeah. is, you know cause, because you're 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 not you're not one of the original outriders you are like you like you mentioned earlier when the caravel gets blowed up um at the beginning of the journey away from earth uh, they have to, um, they have to, because uh, all the Outriders, the actual Outriders, had been on that ship. And so, who was it? Tanner was the guy with the, uh, <laughs> the refugee from uh, uh, Red Dead 2 with the, uh, with the Jesse Ventura sunglasses. Uh, he, uh, <clears throat> at, and this is, I, I got this from Venextron, yeah. Uh, he was commissioned by the ECA um, and because he had a group of mercenaries, w- one of which you were, we were, we were a member of his mercenary group, who were um, uh, had been employed prior to uh, the get the hell out of Dodge uh, project kicking off, um, had been going around 
the planet extracting VIPs, which meant you know, like scientists and um, uh, uh, other military leaders, extracting them from hostile t- uh, countries and territories to aid in the, the ECA project. And so when the first flight of uh, Outriders were killed, uh, the ECA came to Tanner and said, okay, we want to retain your, um, your group as the new Outriders. And so we hadn't been Outriders for very long. You know, we had been, you know, uh, sort of soldiers of fortune prior to that. Yeah, and I, it's not super clear to me how um, how long it is from you know us being mercenaries to being recruited for the project, and then how many years it takes from the you know the, the building of a new ship and setting out and all that stuff. It seems like we're certainly experienced in um, in nightmare fuel levels of dystopia, if the very least. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 not you know. We're not the B team. We're just, well, sort of the B team. <laughs> We're yeah. just the second A team. Dun, da, da, da. Mr. T, huh, huh, huh? But my credit's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you can you help me, Mr. T? I pity the stool. Uh, I pity the stool. Joe, if you've not seen those, you've got to see them. Um, Such good I, commercials. Oh, so good, so good. Um, then, but, so... Um, Construction of the ship. Construction of the ship was 30 years, I believe. So it was not an insignificant amount of time. Um, which, you know, seems reasonable. But, yeah, yeah, you you will definitely love listening to uh, to this dude's uh, video. It, it's very, very, very um, intense stuff. Um, so, anyway, uh, we're in the jungle. We meet Dr. Hairbun, or Man Bun. And he is—he's got some uh, some experiments. He's because he apparently has a cure for—is um, it for the mold? It must be for the mold because it couldn't be for like the anomaly storm. It's just for the, no. the mold and the and the and the black the floaty goop. It's just for the weird people. the weird black goo fungus. And you yeah you you start to yeah. get some dark impressions like right off the bat as you walk through the camp. Like there's the there's that guy in the cage the whole time, and you hear, you hear people kind of whispering if you if you stop and listen long enough about the mm-hmm. um, a ceremony and like people getting picked for stuff, and, it, and yeah. that the outrider is yeah. not allowed to participate in the ceremony. It's it's yes, yes something feels off like right off the bat. It's it is creepy. It is creepy. Um, you know, especially because. Um, Tiago, is that his name? Tiago. Mm-hmm. Tiago, who is the becomes our friend later, who is in the cage. Um, it's and it's like a like a wooden bamboo like sort of cage you would expect to see like in a you know a Vietnam era war movie. So he's in the middle of this cage and it's locked up with a kryptonite bike lock. Just <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, wow, <laughs> that made that all the way out there to Enoch, huh? <laughs> That's pretty cool. If you just spray it with some oven cleaner and hit it real hard with a five-pound sledge, Tiago's free. <laughs> <laughs> but although you know we 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 free him, uh, the player character frees him. But all we all we because we're so badass, all we have to do is just like look at the door and it, it fl- goes flying off. So we just squeeze the lock with our bare hands. Ah! So yeah, we we go out to do some some work and some missions. And I think after a little while we come back and everybody's kind of. Um, you know, relaxing, and then the ceremony mm-hmm. happens, 
And, you know, some people, I think, have been off drinking and all that, having a good time. And they realized that, um, one, Zahidi was chosen for the ceremony. And two, no one mm-hmm. knows where he is. And so the, mm. uh, and that's where we meet Tiago. And he tells us about what the ceremony is really about. Well, right. not not all of it, but the fact that it's it's going to be really bad news for Zahidi. Right. So we have right, to go rescue right, right, him. Because well, he, he says, I'll, 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 take, I'll take you. That was sort of his bargain with us is, you yeah. know, I'll take you to him if you get me out of here. Yeah. And, um, and we have to take yes. him with him, um, take him with us so that we can save his friend who he doesn't, he doesn't specify who they are at that time. But yes, yes. Um, and so then we do, we get to Zahidi. Um, which I always think of pasta whenever I hear his name, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I want the, the ziti with the red sauce. Um, and then then what happens when we, when we find Zahidi? We break him out, right? We break him out of... I can't remember where... But I just, there's like a, a couple of instances in our early on in our relationship with Zahidi uh, where he is like, you know, no, no, don't... Don't don't break anything to rescue me to save my life to save any chance of success on this mission. Um, let's let's just talk about things. <laughs> yeah. So it's we we have to break into a fortress and we have to kill all the guards in there, which is a, a ton of people, to get to Zahidi. Mm-hmm. We find him and the um, the good doctor that we mentioned earlier, Doctor Harabun, is uh, it's got a mm-hmm. huge syringe and he's getting ready to do something to him, and. Um, you know, we, we stop him from doing that. We're realizing that there's like there's bodies strung up everywhere, and it turns out that the yes. cure is made from, I believe it's human bone marrow, and um, that's where the people from the ceremony are going. Is they're they're being brought yes. there and having their bone marrow extracted as part of the um, <laughs> the inoculation or the cure for this fungus. And he's about uh-huh. to do the same uh-huh. thing as Zahidi. So we. You know, we're right. about to blow his brains out, and so he's like, "No, no, his his work's important. We can use this." I know what he did was wrong, but you know, I'm like, ah, fuck that. So we blow his brains out <laughs> and move yes. on. With our yes. Yeah, it's a, it, addition by subtraction. <laughs> yeah, and there's just yeah. there, there's yeah. bodies strung up everywhere, bodies on tables. It's it's mm-hmm. the level of it's like Mengele esque horror. It's, it's it's crazy, but the the lengths this guy has gone to to live out in the yes. forest and have all these other people with him. Yes, yes. It's 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 pretty grisly. It's very um um you know mentioned Lord Jim earlier on, you know, it's very Hearts of Darkness Joseph Conrad uh type story, you know, where it's, yeah. it's sort of like, you know, ooh. Oh, that's, and I'm I'm in 8th grade and you assign me to read this. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares. Um <laughs> And then it gets worse when we find the alien in the basement. I'm sorry, did you say alien in the basement? Alien in the basement. Oh dear. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, consider sharing it with two people you don't particularly care for. Gleepsgaming.fun Alien in the basement To be continued
alien in the basement. T.M.